Well, good evening, friends. Welcome to the front porch. It is good to be with you. I'm inside here tonight. It was uh, it was getting set up, and I was like, "Ooh, it's cold." The old uh, the old noggin was feeling uh, feeling a little bit of the temperature change. So so I decided to come back here in the in the sunroom amongst the uh, many plants that we have indoors and just uh, stay a little warm tonight. And I hope you're staying warm. It is definitely uh, definitely fall, as I've been saying all week, and uh, almost. Uh, I tell you what, it was so cold this morning when I. When I went into the bus garage, yet, I was like, whew, it almost feels like feels like winter. Well, but thankfully, uh, I am blessed. I know you are as well to have a roof over your head and warmth in your homes. And I know for a lot of folks that that isn't the case. They they struggle to have a roof over their head or or, or just heat to keep them warm. And, you know, we have to get thanks, thanks to God for for that precious gift that he gives to us. Yeah, we're talking uh, this week about this premise that when we are uh, in the presence of Christ, when we're with God, one of the one of the opportunities that we have is is to not just walk in faith, but to also recognize this need to take a step back, and and that as as hard as we try to be perfect, as hard as we try to even do as God commands us, sometimes we fall short. We we, we trip up, we, we stumble. And it's in those moments that we have to acknowledge our faults, but also I like to think acknowledge the presence of Christ around us to, to lift us up and to carry us forward through the trials of life and also through, through the celebrations of life. And tonight I want to kind of take a look at this and, 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 and really answer the question when we're so busy, when we're so overworked, how do we say the very simple thing, which is to just say no? No to that task that we've been asked to, 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 to participate in, new to that project that we're taking on, no to uh, someone wanting our time. And, and ensure that we have time with Christ and we have time with the, the, the blessings that God has given to us in our lives. I'm guilty of it. I, I know. I, I don't like to say no for a lot of different reasons, but but I don't. I say yes too much. And I think for all of us, that's that's a challenge. And so tonight I want to kind of take a look at that. How can we say no as God commands us? Because if not, there's some things that are going to happen in our lives. And we're going to talk about that here tonight on the front porch. And, and so it's grateful to have you with me here on this evening. And I hope and pray you're doing very well. And so here we are tonight. Let's get started on the front porch. So how do you say no? 
How do you say no in a world that drives us to say yes to everything? Because we want to accomplish all that we've been asked to do, but also we get so used to saying yes that that the world tells us if you say no now, wow, there'll be great punishment. There'll be great pain and suffering. But but the truth is, and I think we, we all kind of realize it at some level, that that we have to be willing to say say no. Because if we don't, then the world will, will chew us up and, and spit us out, if you will. And, and it's okay to say no. And it's something I have to learn uh, without question to say no. Because, because God doesn't want me to say yes to everything. God doesn't want you to say yes to everything. God wants us to know our boundaries and, and say no to those things on the outside of our boundaries. And, and in turn, we're ended up saying yes to the world that God has created, to the to the place that God has uh, uh, called us into. But if we say yes without no in our lives, well, I'm gonna tell you we we end up we end up in a chasm, and and sometimes we don't know how to get out. I wanna I wanna read to you a, a passage out of Exodus. This goes all the way back in the Old Testament. Moses um, is he's doing a lot for the people of Israel. He's, he's, he's sitting as a, as a judge. And so people are coming to him and, and he's interpreting the law and he's t- answering questions. And along comes Moses's father-in-law who will say to him some words and we'll read it to you in a moment. But, but he, he says to Moses what I think all of us want to hear. And I believe God is really speaking through him to Moses because Moses, without a question, is doing so much that, that if he doesn't slow down, he'll burn himself out. And how often for all of us do we have that fear? Verse 17, verse 18, and verse 19. But verse verse 18 or 17, I should say, Moses basically says, look, what you're doing isn't very good. And then he says this in verse 18. He says, you will surely wear yourself out, both you and these people with you. For the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me, I give you counsel, and God be with you. You re- should represent the people before God, and should bring their cases before God. All right, well, we're back after that short <laughs> interruption. Um, but as I was saying, uh, the, the, this concept this and this, and, and this, this need of, in a, in a true sense, of, of saying, well, I have to, I have to take a step back. I have to take a breath. And, 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 and so Moses, as he judges people, he, he takes on their responsibilities and he says yes to everyone. Yes, I'll hear your case. Yes, I'll do this for you. And, and his father-in-law says, that's all great, but it's, it's not really doing any good. He says, you, you're, you're going to wear yourself out. Now, it's interesting, this word wear that's here that, that is used, uh, Nabal, I think is how you pronounce the Hebrew word, um, it means to, to fade away. How often do you feel at times where, where you, you fade away? Now, another tr- interpretation of this is, is, is weary uh, or, or to wear yourself out. In fact, um, throughout Scripture, there, this, this shows up. And, and how we not only become weary, but how we wither away, I think is another great way that we look at it. Uh, the 37th Psalm talks about that we'll wither like the gra- the green herbs. In other words, we'll we'll spend so much energy trying to say yes to everything that that in turn we will just wither ourselves to nothingness. 
uh, will, will, as in Job, it says, and the same word is used in Job, uh, he says that, you know, if you're not careful, if you're not careful, you'll, you'll crumble. You'll crumble. And, and it's, isn't it, isn't it intriguing that, that, that we'll use this text throughout the, throughout the scriptures to talk about when we become weary, we, in a sense, are just crumbling ourselves. And, and then we have to ask ourselves, okay, so how do we say no? How do we balance this? Because we don't want to say no to everything, because then people won't want to turn to us for help, won't want to seek us out when they need us. Now, we have to, I think, start with when someone asks us or, or inquires of our time or, or seeks us out, we have to start with the, the, the notion that our first step is to go to God. God, so-and-so has a need. Can you show the answer to this need, provide the, the support they need? It's not always on us to do it all. And and even if it's not that, let's say it's a project you're trying to get done or it's, or it's a task you need to do for work or for home or what, whatever it might be, we have to recognize that what we're truly doing when we say yes every time is we're just chasing busyness because we don't want to slow down and begin to peel away the, the troubles in our lives, the, 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 the pain in our lives. Because who wants to really look at that, right? Who wants to see that there? And, and in this world, as Joe points out, that the mountains are going to fall and crumble away. They're going to, the, the waters will weigh, wear away the stones, you see. Waters being a, a metaphor, if you will, for, for this life that we live. And so we have to, I think at some level, be very aware of what happens Isaiah will say in, in the book of Isaiah, in the first chapter, he says, for you shall be like an oak tree whose, whose leaves wither, right? You might be strong and you might be grounded, but if not careful, if you turn from God, if you don't invest your time in God, what happens is your leaves, your, your potential fruit withers away into nothing. And that's not good. Because then you can no longer help when someone truly needs the help, when God truly sends you someone to help, you no longer have the energy because you are burnt out or you are overspent. And and then and then what really begins, I think, to, to really impact us is, is when we begin to look at our spiritual relationship with Christ, we can't even pour into that because we're so stretched thin. I just don't have the time because I've got to study for this exam at school or or I have this major deadline at work and and so we sacrifice what we think is a simple thing that we can come back to, but yet in turn, we never will because we'll just leave it sit there, won't we? And, and, and this, is, this is part of our struggle. And what then ends up happening is we end up feeling empty. And so we have to start by saying no sometimes. Now, I know psychologically the, the word no brings such a negative connotation where we're almost in saying your your request is unimportant to me when in truth that's not what it is at all what it is is saying i value your your request i value what you're asking for but but god has only given me so much so much strength so much passion so much ability to do things and and if i try to step in into yours then then i diminish the gifts that god has given me 
And I begin to just chase not being empty. And it's a lesson that, that's hard to learn. I, I want to I stress that for you. Because we, 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 we do and we do and we do. And we never reach that place that God calls us to. And, and, and it begins to truly impact those around us, doesn't it? When, when we are exhausted, when we are um, unable to fulfill the relationships we have. It, it, you know, it's, it, it's like you see someone for the first time that you haven't seen in years and, and, and you comment about how, wow, it would really be great to do this more often. But we're just so busy, so we can't. Well, what does that say about your importance to busyness and, and being constantly on the run versus, you know what, I need to foster a relationship here, and so I'm going to slow down. I'm going to stop. And I'm going to just look at my life where it's at. And so how do we get to that place? I think the truth is we have to begin to look within us. We have to start on the inside, not on the outside. We have to start on the inside and be remaking ourselves through the Holy Spirit as God works in us. Going back to the quote unquote drawing board, if you will, and saying, God, I, I'm here to be with you. And as I am here with you, Lord, I will say no, because this time will be valuable to me. This time will be important to me because that's what I will have to focus on. Because why over-function, why overproduce when all you're really doing is, is, is giving something half the effort, right? You don't want to live in that space. You don't want to do that. So we have to, we have to begin to draw closer to, to this sense of it is okay to have limitations. It's okay to have a boundary because God will, will tell you what that is. And God has created you to have that. But it has to start up with inside. And I think the first step is acknowledging that when we say no, it is not to diminish someone's request. It is not to diminish our ability to help others. It's in fact an acknowledgement of what they're saying is so important to us. We cannot give 100% so we don't want to diminish it. Now, there may be things in our lives that we're going to have to say yes to. And it will take up a lot of our time. But why compete to be more busy than the next person? Why compete to be, to be more filled with things to do? Why say yes to so much? Because all it does is make us tired. All, all it does is, is give us an opportunity to drop a ball more and more. We say to ourselves, I, I don't need the training wheels to ride my bike today because I can do it without it. But yet the truth is we, we have all these packs of, of heaviness on our shoulders. And while we think our shoulders are broad, it unbalances us. And so when we try to ride that bike without the wheels, without the support, we can't do it. We fall and crash. We might be able to do it for a period of time, but, but we can't do it forever. And so we have to rely, I think, on, on God and his Holy Spirit through Jesus to at times say no. No, we can't do that today. We're just going to have to take a pause and, 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 and maybe delay that. Maybe I'll be able to do it, but right now I have these other priorities I must do that, that take precedence over that request. Because I think for 
a lot of us, the exhaustion that we feel is the unawareness of how busy we truly are. And that for our spirits, we, we are forgetting very often more than we wish to desire on how to say yes to God and no to the world. God wants you to be in relationships with him and with those around you. And the more busy you become, the more empty you feel, the less desirable it is to connect with others. And so you isolate yourself. You, you, you shut yourself off, if you will, and in turn, in turn, you wander aimlessly about. And none of us want to feel that way, do we? And so if you're in that space, if you're looking at your life and thinking to yourself, how do I, how do I overcome this space I'm in? To do better, to be stronger, to be in a deeper, more intimate relationship with my Savior. The first is to say no to the world. The second is to say yes to God by investing your time in prayer and study and worship. So that through those things you will find find a love that God has for you that is so amazing. It gives you the healing that you're desiring. It reconnects the bonds you so desperately need in your life. And you're able to stand with a strength that surpasses. But it takes that first step, my friends. And that first step is acknowledging how much stuff you got going on. And you may not have a long list of things, but if one or two of those things are taken away from your soul, from your spirit, then they need to go. Because it needs to fill you right now, not deplete you. I want to offer a prayer tonight for, for all of you out there. And know that, well, the God of the heavens, the God of the universe, your Savior, is giving you an opportunity to say no and to spend time with Christ. And whether your time with Christ is every night here on the front porch or it's in your own study or devotion or it's in your own prayer, find that time because boy, you're exhausted and you need it. So let us pray together, my friends. The Lord be with you. Loving Father, I, I thank you, Lord, for this night, and I, and I thank you, Lord, for this gift that you give to us in your son, Jesus. But I thank, Lord, more than everything, that you remind us, through your son, Moses, that if we try to do it all, we will fail. And for some of us, Lord, it is merely just trying to live, just trying to get by day by day, and we can't even do that sometimes by ourselves. And so we need others around us. We need others with us. I want to encourage you, Lord, to, to show us who those are. Give us those angels and those messages to, to slow down, to stop, and to sit a while. Not even about recharging, but just simply being in your presence. Lord, I, I thank you for all that you do for us, and especially for the gift of your son, Jesus. But, but more than anything, Lord, 
raise us up and heal us tonight. Show us the way to a new journey in faith and in rest. All through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, friends, as, as, I, as I look forward and I look ahead in life, I, I want to encourage you in your spiritual journeys and to know that you don't have to get there right away. Take your time. Sit with Christ. Read your Bible. Read, uh, read a devotion. Pray. Watch a front porch episode or two. And just let God speak to you. Let his heart be poured into yours. I thank you, friends, for joining with me this week on the front porch. And, you know, my prayer for this weekend for you is that you have that time to, to take a deep breath, to rest, and to truly understand. Truly understand what God says to you, which is simply, He loves you. So, friends, thank you for stopping by the front porch tonight. May God bless and keep each of you, and may you, as you go into this weekend, May you see the face of Christ. Until next time, God bless. We'll see you Monday.